of the Spice herself, and welcome back to the Spice Lady Talks podcast. Now I know I've been on a week-long hiatus, but we back, and with an amazing special guest no less, on today's episode, I have Monarch's creator, Josh Bullock. If you haven't checked out this man's series yet, I highly recommend you do as you listen along as we discuss Josh's comic Monarchs along with African and African-American culture, mythology, comics, anime, and what Josh's philosophy is when it comes to diversity and representation and entertainment. Josh also gives me his top five favorite anime, so you don't want to miss today's episode. And without further ado, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, the Spicy Lady herself, and welcome back to another episode of the Spicy Lady Talks podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me today. I have Monarch's creator, Josh Bullock. What's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Um, I'm making it. Just trying to stay healthy. I feel you, especially during this, and the times we're in right now, quarantine. I totally understand. Right. It's crazy. So today we're going to be talking about your comic series, Monarchs, um, and along with your perspective on diverse representation and entertainment. But before we start, I'd like to ask a lot of my guests this question ever since, like we said, we've been quarantined. What is your current quarantine binge list? Now, this can be like anime, comics, TV series, video games, just what's been helping you cope with this quarantine as of late? Oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, and you said it could be anything? Yeah. Um, so, I guess, well, today, <clears throat> funny enough, today I got Disney Plus, like, the free trial. So, oh, I've been watching. I've been watching, catching up on some stuff. I watched, like, Onward and Toy Story 4. I'm like, I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, I was checking some of those out. Um but basically, I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching that Dev show on Hulu, which is actually pretty interesting. What's it called? Uh, called Devs. Devs. I haven't seen that one. What's that one about? Um, I guess it's like some. Uh, it's so basically they they have like a, it's like Google, and they have like this off branch called Devs, and uh, and one of the well, I don't want to give away what happens, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> something happens to one of the developers and like everything just kind of goes into like this huge spiral. And uh, yeah, it's, it's actually really, really interesting. I'm going to put that on my watch list. I, I low-key ask these questions so I can like secretly watch it. You know, it's for me. <laughs> so the thing. <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. Still haven't watched uh, X-Men series on Disney plus yet. No, like I just got it today. So I'm, I'm, Probably going to be benching a lot of stuff this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you said Disney Plus because I know you don't really like Disney like that. I don't either. I... Oh, I won't put anything on Disney, but I'll, I'll watch some old Disney stuff from, right? from my childhood. <laughs> so. <laughs> I totally feel that. That's awesome. So I guess we can get into today's questions. Um, so for those who don't know about Monarchs, do you mind giving a brief synopsis of, of it and what it entails? Yeah. Um, so Monarchs follows the story of uh, Jakari and Pepper. Um, they live in a place called the Blocks. It's kind of a, a human settlement, which is like in this downed spaceship. 
um, but they want to become what is called a, a monarch. And monarchs are these powerful warriors with crowns above their heads that show that they're a monarch. And so basically Jakari and Pepper want to train and, and you know, fight to become these, these super powerful warriors. And, uh, and so, you know, the, I don't want to give away obviously too much, but, um, you know, some stuff goes down and uh, they kind of, they kind of get a taste of what the monarch world looks like. <laughs> so um, you'll get to see that actually starting in uh, chapter three or four uh, that's coming up next. So. Hey, got any dates? Yeah, or not? It's in the works. Um, I, and I said on the live stream, I'm going to try to have chapter three done by the end of May. That's my goal. Awesome. Awesome. I'm very excited. And like you said, the crowns, I, when I saw that and your, um, your comic, I was like, wow, I, I, I love that. It's so like royal and like, and the fact that you have to work for it, it's really relatable. And it was just like, it just drew me in. On top of that, your animation drawing style is amazing. I loved it. Just really like that, not anime, but like comic, like cartoon mixture with like, of course, anime and other aspects. But um, my second question for you is, how did you develop the concept for Monarchs? Like, what was the deciding factor where you're like, I'm going to make this series. It's going to be about, you know, a, a boy and all the characters just happen to be black. Like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and actually it's, it's funny because, so I grew up watching Dragon Ball. Um, that's, you know, that's the one thing I, I loved watching when I was a kid and, and it stood out to me when I was, you know, young. And a lot of people say, you know, you didn't see, you know, characters bleeding and stuff like that on TV back when, <laughs> you know, back in the nineties. Um, and so, like you're cha you're changing the channel on Cartoon Network, and, or not on Cartoon Network, but changing the channel, and and you see on Cartoon Network, you got like Scooby Doo, and you got all these, you know, other shows, and then Dragon Balls on, and then you're like, what the heck is this? <laughs> um, and, and I came in right in the Frieza saga, so that's why it really drew me in as a kid. And so, like, it always stuck with me that series and like i've watched it ever since then i followed it uh played all the games so i think in 2018 um i guess i was i got on instagram and i saw uh, uh actually mr dramatic um i saw some of his art and uh he does a lot of uh these uh black dragon ball characters mm -hmm. and so when i was seeing that i was like yo this is dope like this is some cool art and I'm like and so I, I think it just clicked in my head where I was like why is no one making a series like with that kind of spirit mm -hmm. to it um and so I said okay let me let me put some things together and uh and so when I started doing it um one of my favorite artists and I mean it's probably seems cliche but uh is Basquiat and so I already knew for the crown. Like, oh, that's, I'm like, I already knew. I already knew he wasn't going. I already knew. It was, it was funny because somebody commented and they were like, yo, this is fairly odd parents. And I'm like, oh and the comment, I was like, well, fairly odd parents got it from Basquiat because he was the first, he was putting crowns over people's heads long before Butch Hartman was doing that. Exactly. Um, so, but yeah, so I, I was like, I, I loved his concept of the crowns and kind of, I was studying a little bit of his art and, and why he put those crowns there. And I was like, yo, this would be a dope 
idea for a series to have, you know, these these crowns that these characters fight, you know, fight for and work for. Um, and then basically uh, created Jakari, Cyrus. I love the uh, the mentorship between like Piccolo and Gohan. Yes. And like, you know, the even in Creed, you know, with Rocky and, and Creed and obviously in the old Rockies, the same thing. But just that mentorship uh, thing, I love that. So I was like, I wanted to do something where, you know, I had this alien creature with this young black kid kind of doing that same thing. And then the other characters kind of just fell in. You know, I, I wanted to create, you know, Iris who had all these powers and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's pretty much where it went. And then it kind of just ex- exploded and changed from, from there and, and became what it is today. And what I love is when you look at Jakari, you see like Kid Goku, like the way like his his like swag is. I'm like, I just see Kid Goku, you know, and how he, you know, moves a lot of fun stuff. And yeah. um, I just love your character designs. I I love how they all range from different body builds, but they're all strong. Like you have thicker builds, you have slim, slimmer builds. Um, especially with your woman characters, I I love I love that. But they all kind of they all look different because normally in anime or comics, they all kind of a lot of the characters all kind of have like that same like outline build. But yours, it each character has something different about them, and it's noticeable. And I just really appreciate that because I feel like that's also very important to have in um, entertainment. It's just characters who look who aren't who are only different on the inside and how they act but also like physically and yeah, i really yeah. do appreciate that um so character designs um what were some of your inspirations for me character designs because the the swag on these characters are crazy i love the outfits and also too i saw how two of your characters are like after Leah and left eye I was like, wow, it's so cool. So, like, what were some of the other inspirations for um, Monarchs? Um, so, I guess I'll start with, yeah, I'll start with the whole Aaliyah Left Eye thing. Um, <laughs> one of the things, first of all, I loved TLC growing up. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, was, I wasn't so much of the Destiny's Child fan. Because TLC, to me, just had a whole bunch of swag and their... Yeah. Uh, their outfits and stuff like that. And I think that was the biggest inspiration was like, okay, the nineties, like black hip hop and R and B had some crazy dope nineties styles that it's just gone. And I was like, I want to kind of match that as best as I can and try to get into a cartoon space and, and, you know, take that and run with it. And so like, even with, with Iris, she's got the overalls that TLC, I know they had a picture where they were wearing the, the overalls. So she's got kind of the overall thing going on. And then um, Aaliyah had this, had kind of the same thing. She had overalls <laughs> and a hat. Um, and I was like, yeah, this, this works. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I wanted to draw from hip hop uh, culture um, and fashion and stuff like that. And then also just, um, a lot of my characters um, just, they come from a bunch of different places. Um, a lot of it, it started, I was trying to uh, do something a bit more edgy, um, but I didn't like how it was looking to sell and to really make mainstream. Um, so I was like, okay, 
to make Jakari cuter. Because if you make him cuter and then you give him a little furry sidekick, yes. <laughs> you know, that's that's gonna sell. And I can still keep their their personalities, but their look is what's is what's really gonna sell. Um and so that's kind of what I wanted to do with that. Um so pretty much hip hop was was a huge inspiration. Um just watching other animes, Dragon Ball is really what I what I tried to follow a lot on, but like just the different to, uh, types of characters. Um, one that came from my animation experience. That's one thing that I was told. You know, your strongest character designs. Um, if you have a strong silhouette, you know you have like a strong character design. Um, mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what I've been. It's been beaten into me <laughs> as an animator <laughs> to do that. Um, but also uh, watching My Hero Academia. That's one show where it's like all those characters <laughs> look different. Yeah, and so I was like, "That's that was one of my other uh, uh, inspirations for this." So it was like Dragon Ball mixed with um, My Hero Academia with all the different characters. I love that, and I see. So I recently watched your um, the new nerd documentary, and okay. and I I was hearing you explain how Jakari actually was taught um, Dombe fighting, and I got so excited because. I'm currently work, uh, working on my own man manga slash comic, and I was trying to have um, one of the sisters um, fight in that fighting style, but it just wasn't working out. And so seeing you say that, you know, explaining it, seeing how his, his, like, his hand was wrapped up, I was like, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> I was so happy to see that. So um, obviously, uh, you know, African culture, I, I love seeing that. You see that in the series, which I love. So like, what was inspiration for that? I mean, obviously, I know, but just for the listeners out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as far as uh, so, so the, I obviously the whole idea for Dombe just came from I, I watched the Dombe fights. Well, one thing that I wanted to do, I was like, OK, I'm making a shonen type of manga mm -hmm. style series. So obviously there's got to be fights. There's got to be fighting styles. Um, but one thing that I I, I didn't want to do is like, OK, I don't want to do traditional you know martial arts that everyone does i'm like let me look into some stuff that's so different and that really hasn't been looked into and so i just looked up african fighting styles i was like i was like okay what's some african fighting styles no one ever talks about african fighting styles we talk about all this other stuff and dombe was like at the top of the list and i was like okay, what is this? And basically they were like, it's, you know, kind of, it's boxing, but it's like, you know, they really box with one hand um, and have the other one as a shield. And, and mm. to me, I was like, that is a dope concept. And then, so I started watching it and their stances, I was like, yo, this is dope. Why is this not being screen? And obviously there are different shows and, and I know, for instance, Overwatch has a Dombe character, but I don't know if he has that stance because you know it's in first person. Um uh Doomfist. Play Overwatch. Uh... Doomfist. Doomfist, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um... Yeah. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he just got the he's got the yeah. So um but that that's what it says in his bio. It says he he's Nigerian and he does not make so. oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I started looking into it and I saw the fighting styles and I was like, yo, this is like, this is brutal. Yeah, and, they, 
it's like street a street ball. When when I was watching, I was like, wow, they're like they going they for real with this, like. Yeah, yeah and, and I kind of went into the history of it, and I'm like, yo, this is. I was like, it was worse back then. I wouldn't yeah. do it now. <laughs> um, they're rapping with glass and all. I was like, geez. Um, you know, but I but but when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the stuff that we need to bring to the mainstream because no one knows i mean a lot of people don't know about this stuff and so i really started going into a whole bunch of different um african fighting styles um uh lamb was another one or senegalese wrestling mm -hmm. uh, which a couple of my characters do um so it's just stuff like that that i really wanted to to reach out and and bring that stuff to light and obviously i don't know all the fighting styles i'm still doing my research and still trying to match characters with you know, there's certain fighting styles. Um, like one of my characters is gonna be a b-boy. So like his mm -hmm. fighting style is gonna be all break dancing and it's gonna be tied into his power. So just stuff like that is is what I want to do with the you know with the fighting style of the series. And and like you said, you don't really see a lot of like African fighting styles. You normally see, you know, I mean obviously in and mangas like they're always like Japanese styles, which is awesome, but they're being created by you know Japanese creators so when it's from us and you see us um researching different African styles and you see that come to light I feel like it's very appreciative and you also you know bring awareness to it so people can like you know maybe even look into it or maybe want to train in it and just have that kind of knowledge of it which I love um I that's why I really do appreciate um Asushi Yakuba the creator of Fire Force and Soul Eater um, one of his characters named Ogon, he actually is referenced from Yoruba mythology and Western African god of war and weaponry. And you see yeah. that and how he, you know, he moves about in Fire Force. And I really do appreciate when Mungaka like that do that. Same with Taikubo and Horikoshi, obviously with Rotlock. But it's just something different when it comes from Black creators, you know, doing it themselves and making these characters. It's just, it's, I just love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I just want to—I want to learn more about African culture as well. So I—it's—it's it's not so much. I mean, it is me putting it in the series, but and trying to bring awareness. But it's also because I don't know, and yeah. so I'm like, I want to know more. I want to know more about this history, and you know, um, I did one of those DNA, and I don't know how, you know, uh, accurate those DNA tests are. But <laughs> to find out that I had Nigerian in you know my my family line i was like i'm glad i'm doing this right no that's awesome yeah so again i don't know how accurate it is but but because like i know my name um ashanti it's one of the um african tribes in west africa yeah. so in college i got really into it like i was <laughs> i taught an african-american um studies class where my teacher really um you just learn about art it's all about art all in that class and i fell in love with it that's how we um i learned about basquiat um and other black artists and i just felt really in love i wanted to get the anka tattooed on me i was really <laughs> into it <laughs> i chilled out since then so i was like i can't you know you know but I, it was a learning i i was excited about it because you know you don't really learn that in schools growing up so seeing oh. this seeing it and you know and entertainment well represented you know or just shedding a little light on, onto it 
is enough to spark a conversation, you know, and maybe even inspire someone else to go in for the death with it. So I really love yeah, yeah. what you're doing with that. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. So um, as an animator, because you're originally animating, um, how was your transition from animating to comics? Oh, uh, so, <laughs> um, man, I, I guess I just jumped into it. Um, or jumped into comics, I mean. Because, yeah, I went to school um, for animation. And uh, um, the one thing, you know, and animation just takes so long to do anything. And so originally I wanted to try to do or conceptualize an animated series of this. And but then I was like, okay, I can do that, but how long is that going to take to yeah. do a pilot or do uh, just a short and upload pictures i'm like that i don't know if that's enough and so you know i i started thinking i was like well what if i did a comic first and laid everything out um because i i you know i was i did storyboard art um uh, when i was working for um smash bits in evansville indiana um so i did storyboard art for them and i, I was like well i've done storyboard art and a lot of people say like you know a lot of store hired because they're comics so yeah. I'm like, maybe I can do that backwards <laughs> and take storyboarding into my comics. And so um, it, it was a struggle at first. I, I had no idea what to do. I, I was like, okay, I have a page. I have frames. I don't know how to, you know, make the frames have impact and all that. So it was just, it was a learning curve. And so I really just started buying a lot of um, comics and, and especially buying a lot of manga. Mm-hmm. Um and then, like I said, uh, I said in the live stream that I um, that I had watched a video uh, of uh, the person discussing Toriyama uh, Toriyama's process when he was writing Dragon Ball, and how he laid out all his frames and how <clears throat> every frame kind of led, or the the picture or the art led the viewer to the next frame, and you know, based on the body, based on the eyes, you know, what have you, and so. I just started to just take all like okay let me take all that in and uh and then yeah and then i i think you can see a difference from the beginning of chapter one (laughs) to the to the end of chapter one um at least i do because i'm like yeah i I think i started to understand by the end of chapter one um how to lay the pages out whereas at the beginning i had no clue what i was doing (laughs) so but that, that's because I, I just was curious. I'm like, I know a lot goes into animation. Um, I took a three animation class once in fifth grade. It was a lot for me. And so I can only imagine, you know, having to go from all of that to, to comic layouts and, you know, and trying to, especially on like um, on the computer or what have you. So I just want to know. So you say the word backwards. I was like, awesome. But um, <laughs> like you yeah, said yeah. before, um, like you said, you didn't know, but it's like you were learning. And that's the same for, I feel like, a lot of creators who don't really have, you know, they aren't familiar with it, but that doesn't mean you, it stops you from going about doing it. And I really do love how, in this, especially, like, this year, I've seen a lot of um, Black creators, just creators in general, fully immersing themselves into their creative works, even though they don't know what they're doing. But it's like they're still learning as they go. And it's wonderful to see progression, 
I love scene progression. Um, that's why I love um, Powerhouse and Castlevania because you just see like a lot of progression in their works, and I I feel as growth. So I really love when um I see I can physically see growth in someone's um works because I mean they're fully immersing themselves into the learning process, and you know they're retaining the information and they're learning because self teaching yourself is hard. So when yeah, you're growing yeah. in that, that's that's really important. Yeah, most definitely. So you're also self-published. Um, so yeah, my yeah. other question to you is, um, what has been your journey during that process? And what are some advice you could give to someone who is looking into self-publishing themselves? Um, yeah, so <clears throat> when I started doing this, um, again, I had no idea what I was doing. So um, I think at the time that I was starting to publish it, um, or like get the, the prints, um, I was already with, with Noir Caesar. And so, um, shout I, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Noir Caesar. So I, uh, so I gave, or I gave, um, Corey, I reached out to him. Um, and, uh, he was kind of the one that was working with me and, uh, reached out to him and basically was like, yo, um, I got, you know, I got a book or I got my first chapter done, I want to print it, like, what the heck do I do? <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so basically, he, he, you know, told me where to go um, to, to get a, uh, basically, you got to get an ISBN number, which I had no idea. Um, you know, you got to get an ISBN number, and that's got to be linked to a barcode. And so there's just a whole bunch of stuff that I was like, whoa. Um, so at first, it was, stressful because again I, I just didn't know where to start and then you know obviously it costs mm -hmm. um you know getting that stuff isn't cheap so i was like crap okay um i guess i'm just gonna have to do this so yeah so basically yeah i went and got an isbn number um if anybody is interested uh go through i, th I think it's called bowker bowker boker um, <clears throat> um, there's a whole bunch of different, um, barcode and ISBN number sites. I wouldn't trust a lot of them. <laughs> um, go, go through Bowker cause you don't want to end up with, with like some fake barcode, especially if you're trying to sell like in a store or something. Um, and even though a lot of these other places are cheaper, but, um, so yeah, so I, I did that. I found a publishing, um, a, a place to publish the book, which was a Greco printing. Um, cause I wanted to go with, uh, uh, was it, is it Ninja? Print Ninja. I wanted to go with yeah. Print Ninja, but Print Ninja is a bit pricey. Um, but found, uh, found Greco print printing and, and they do an amazing job. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did that, went through that process, got like a test print and, uh, and loved it. And then from there. I was like, okay, I, I got it down now. So when with chapter two, I, I already knew where to go. And I was like, okay, let me get a barcode. Let me get a, a number for chapter two. And uh, so, yeah, I, it's it's a lot effort. Oh, and get your book copywritten. <laughs> that, that's the other yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> get it copywritten. Um, don't forget that part. But um but yeah, so once you once you get all that figured out, um, the rest of it's easy. Um, once you get it figured out once, like it, it's not not hard after that. 
this is Loki for me, so um, I'm kind of <laughs> speaking these questions. Loki trying to help me out, but it's for you guys. It's for you guys too. Don't, don't you know? Don't worry. But <laughs> but what I what I from looking at your page from Monarchs, I really do love how you show. Like I said, you sh you show your progression of your character designs, and the characters really do really went through like major shifts. And it's like seeing how it starts from the beginning till now. It's like wow, that's that's. Probably over like a year, you said, like you showed in it, like a year or two in the process. And I think that's amazing how it's like how vibrant they are now for only a year. That's like major progression. And I think that's also inspiration for others who may not feel like they're the best, you know, like jar. I'm not, I'm still, you know, teaching myself. So seeing that, it's like, wow, okay, like, you know, that can be me. Like it's possible to, yeah. you know, to enhance yourself and to grow. So um, my next question is, um, the creative process, I love to ask creators um, what the creative process is, like what the routines are, because we all know the process is tough. So what are some things that help you get inspired or stay, you know, focused on your works? Yeah. Um, so I guess my biggest, well, first of all, I mean, just the support on, on Instagram. <laughs> um, that's that's what keeps me going the most. Just all these people reaching out and, and showing love for every, you know, pick I post or, you know, talking about when's the next chapter coming and stuff like that. <laughs> so that's that's really what keeps me going. But, um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I think that keeps me going. And then just seeing, um, and I, I don't want to get on a side, tangent but when you know just seeing where hollywood is headed and and reading stories and seeing how you know some bad stuff is going down <laughs> in that industry um talk about it if you want to this basically talks we keep it you don't, you don't sugarcoat nothing okay, so okay. save what's on your mind <laughs> um so yeah representation is is not is not the best it's not the best at all and um I think that is another reason why I'm so inspired because I think we have to stop begging them to represent us um, and we have to start creating, but we also have to have people support it. Like we have to stop, you know, I know there was a post going around about um, the princess and the frog and that the, the pigeon movie. Oh with, yeah, how they're like black people can never be black in you know, <laughs> movies. I was got turned into some animals or some stuff, stuff like that. I'm like, oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I I understand where that person's coming from. Like I completely understand because it's infuriating to me as well. Even though I did enjoy Princess and the Frog, yeah. it's just, it still was a little bit of okay. I would like to see Tiana throughout the whole movie. Right, I'll <laughs> uh, see it, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you actually. I'm like you made this beautiful black woman. Can I see her? Right. Um, and 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 then the only brother I get to see is a villain. So <laughs> just like yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though I liked them, um, but yeah, I, I just I think that we have to. You know, that person they they were on the right track, but at the same time, I was like Disney. <laughs> yeah, the, Hollywood's not going to change. They're, they know that we're going to go see these movies. And and so why do they need to change if they know you're going to go see it? Um, with this new Soul movie coming out, I know a lot of people have an issue with with that. And I do too. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like this, is, this is good, but can we see him? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Um, but I don't want to give because because I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, and obviously it's not out. It could be totally different. But knowing Pixar, they're showing us what it's going to be. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah. So I just think that we we have to we have to be able to create, and then the people who are looking for this stuff, you have to share you have to say this is out here you know stop begging we have to all these prominent people in hollywood these black people in hollywood the content's there like you're you're looking for things to spend your money on (laughs) yeah it's out there and what what some people are like some people are like oh we want more you know reputation on this people like oh go make it yourselves and i'm like first of all it's already been made. It's just no one knows about it. So it's like we just need to shed more light on people who already made because they're not getting outlets for it. And that's why with, you know, what I'm trying to do, I want to be that medium, that outlet for, you know, Black creatives, POCs to come and showcase their stuff so that they can get just some light shed on their, on their works because there's a lot of talented entertainment um mediums out there that you know people are making that aren't getting recognition they deserve and it's really disheartening because <laughs> just yeah. seeing talented stuff not get the you know shit the light that it needs it's like it's right here it's right here like and no one's looking and me i'm i go very hard for it so that gets me in trouble sometimes but i don't care because you know this is i grew up with entertainment i grew up with DC comics. My dad yeah. and I have seen all the Marvel movies together. Like that's just been me. So I just love to see, you know, representation. That's why Storm was so important to me as a kid growing up. Even yeah. though, you know, Holly uh, Barry, uh, she was nothing with the comics. But <laughs> I as a kid, I just saw, hey, she's black and she's she got superpowers. That's amazing. So right. <laughs> it's like just does. So having that experience and like, you know having like little cousins who see the same thing, it's like I just want to for them to have that you know representation outlet to look up to because I was Catwoman for like three years straight when that terrible Catwoman movie came out. <laughs> so it, obviously it had an effect on me. So yeah, definitely it, it, there's a there's definitely major need for representation in today and entertainment. I mean, if if Black Panther showed us anything, like people like. Our people are were begging for that stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, the amount you know, of I have some I have some representations with Black Panther that Marvel pissed me off with, but um, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> we're not gonna get uh, into just, that. Just on the on the surface level of Black Panther, people like uh, our our community is looking for that stuff. They're looking for that content, and and I think right now again, this is what keeps me motivated is that, you know, we are seeing this huge, huge push, especially on Netflix for anime. Yeah. Like, it's like anime. Yeah, anime is like killing the game right now. And manga is killing the game so much that, you know, people are worried that comics are, like, American comics are about to get, you know, thrown out the window for manga. Yeah. And so I'm like, I think it's time for, you know, people, you know, all these Instagram artists who are creating all this dope stuff, you know, this is it. This is the time, you know, to to put our stuff out there. And and we have all these streaming services that are constantly looking for for new content and original and fresh voices. And I'm like, we're those voices. (laughs) Yeah. Especially with Webtoons. I've been seeing a lot of Black creators, you know, 
um, like um, debuted a lot of their works on webtoons, and webtoons is partnering with Crunchyroll as of late. So I'm like, we need to, you know, like get these black creators out there because I want to see a black webtoon comic on my TV screen because right now we got Tower of God, which is you know cool, and God of High School coming out, but there's yeah. God players, my dog Pat. There is you, like we're just just people out there who are making really good stuff that I'm like, I want to see, I want to see it on my screen, please. Like, can we make that work? <laughs> like, I want yeah. it. I, I, so, so yeah, so, and again, I took it off, took it off, off topic, but, um, you did but not yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, that's basically a lot of what inspires me. Um, just, just seeing, you know, all these artists coming up, seeing people talk to me about, oh, you got me to, to want to draw again and create again. Um, you know, I, I've spoken, I, I've gone to school and spoken with kids and, uh, and, and they, they were so excited, like they wanted the book in their library. And I was like, this is why I do it. Because, I mean, this is an inner city school. These, you know, these kids you know, don't really get to see a lot of this stuff. And when I showed them, I showed them the new nerd documentary and then, you know, talked about all this stuff that all these artists are out here are doing. And they were blown away. They were like, I had no idea. <laughs> no, for real. And it's just, like I said, I have, I have three little cousins and they actually love, they love like um, YouTubers. And when they found out how to YouTube channel, they pounced on it. They were like, can we do this and that? Can we be? I'm like, yes, guys. Like, you know, so seeing them just like glow up and be so happy. And then my little cousin, I have a Twitch channel. He was like, what? Like, no, you don't. Like, just, but just seeing them excited about it. I'm just like, oh my God, I really do that for them because it's just, it's, it's needed. And I don't think there's a lot of role models for them nowadays to look up to, especially with the type of entertainment we have nowadays, especially with YouTubers and whatnot. So just yeah. another topic. Um, so, but like, like what you're doing, you know, and just, it just seemed good, good representation for them to look up to, um, and see how they react to it. Like they react, they fully get so happy and it, it makes you happy, makes you want to keep going. So I love it. Oh, this is my next question. You kind of answered a little bit of it, but, um, what is your philosophy when it comes to representation, <laughs> diversity and entertainment? Because I feel like a lot of us have our own philosophies and there's not a right or wrong answer. We all just want to be re represented in these mediums because we just want to be seen. Like that's the main goal here. So what is your philosophy when it comes to that? So, um, <clears throat> so when I, I guess when I'm, my philosophy, when I'm thinking about kind of representation, um, I think the biggest, I think my biggest problem is that there are people who have the means and who have these networks in the black community who are not utilizing this stuff for what our community needs. Uh, one of my biggest issues is that BET never had a kids channel. And, I, and a lot of people were like, it's BET, you know, it's this and it's that. But I'm like, yeah, but BET is one of the biggest representations of the Black community. Like, yeah. it, it just is. And I, you can hate it or love it. But I'm like, we, I mean, there used to be a news, <clears throat> there used to be a news network. Mm -hmm. That's gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I'm just like, why has there never been like a, a solid BET 
kids channel for kids, like like a cartoon network for that. And and I get that there are other processes which I won't get into because we will be talking all night. <laughs> but um, but so that so that's my main thing. I think when it comes to my philosophy is I I, I think we have to be the ones to tell our stories and we have to be the ones to control our narrative. We can't, we gotta stop begging Mm -hmm. other cultures to represent us. So when we don't get that represents, I mean, um, you know, whenever there is a black character that shows up, like in I Hear Academia recently, there's been a couple of black characters. And, you know, we lost our minds. Yes, I did. I actually, um, I threw an animation. Oh, I did too. Because I was like, yo, this is dope. I'm like, holy crap, we got some black characters. I'm like, because I, I, I got the, the first little My Hero Academia, the My Hero One, One Justice. And so I'm like, oh, I can't wait until, like, the game comes out where I can play that character. Yeah. Um, but but I, I think we have to stop begging because that puts us in a place where, you know, we're, we're weak. Yeah. And we don't have the power. And when we're telling our own stories, when we're pushing out our own content and, and we're supporting that content, I mean, the black dollar is extremely powerful. Yes. Like, we have <laughs> black people have so much influence on what happens, especially in the entertainment world. And they and the creators in the world, they know that the white people, they know that. That's why they, I mean, they they peg on it because yeah. we we are we make up we make up a lot of the entertainment industry and supporting and even in it. So it's like they they beg on that. They like, yep, they're gonna like this. But even if they don't like it, they're still gonna watch it. And it's like that's not always a good formula. <laughs> like, and so I I think that's my biggest thing. We have to. We have to tell our stories and we have to control our own narrative. Um, and, you know, we have to do our research. Um, you know, uh, uh, I keep going back to the live stream, but I said this, you know, in, in my live stream, I was just like, you know, there's so many stories out here, African stories, African-American stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I make a character that's based on John Henry from African-American, you know, folklore, and the first thing that comes to everyone's mind is JoJo. It hurt <laughs> because it was the clearest representation of that character. And what do it? And, and I'm not talking about. I'm talking about black people who support monarchs. The yeah. first thing is it looks like JoJo, and it just. It, 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 and I get it. I'm like, it is what it is. But it does hurt a little bit because you're like. No, very, I saw the character. It's very apparent. Like when I saw that, I was like, "Wow!" Like, yes, like this, this is very that. But that, but the, that goes to show you in school. This because I love history as a kid growing up. My dad loves history too. Like I get that from him. I was in history honors. So when I would w- look at the curriculum, I was born. So I, I used to like read ahead in the book to look at things that interested me, and I'm like, "Yeah, we're not, we're not wanting this. We're not wait." There's, wait, wait, what, like, why are we not learning this? Like, why are we learning this? Or why are we learning about Black people until Black History Month? And I I just, I hated that so much where I'm like, so we get 29 days where we're just learning about that, ladies, lady, 
um, CJ Walker and everyone else, the same people. And then the next month is just back to Craig McGann, white people. I'm just like, what? Like, it's just, so of course they, people, black kids, you know, who see those kind of characters, they don't know because they're like, I don't, we, we don't, we, we don't know this. We just know Jojo, which I love Araki. He's a, he's a goat, but it's just, that's really disheartening. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I don't want to shame, obviously people who watch Jojo at all. Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to put that shame, but, it, but it's just, it is frustrating when, you know, you do put your time in that research, but it also has been enlightening for me because it's like, okay, there's some, work, there's some work that needs to be done yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, the fact that, you know, we learned about the Odyssey and the Iliad in school and, and recently I've been doing research. There's, there's African epics that are on par with those that yeah. never learned in school. And I would have been so much more receptive. Right? Like, <laughs> to, to that than the Odyssey and the Iliad, which I did not care about when I was in same. school. I, like, I was in honors classes, so only black kid, black girl in the class. So it was just like, I, I, I love literature, but I'm like, it's just the same old white people, bro. Like, there wasn't black people making this kind of stuff up. So that's why when I when I researched Ogon from Fire Force and Fire Force and like Yoruba mythology, I was like, wow, this stuff is interesting. Like, this and is that, cool. <laughs> and that's just one. That's just one. Yoruba yeah. mythology is crazy. But I mean, you got Yoruba mythology. You have a Nancy, all his stories. Like, you have so much in in African culture and. Uh, and like I said, none of it's being told. None of it's being talked about. There are some places, there are some people in Africa, creators in Africa, who are trying to tell these stories, but, pe- you know, people here aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not. And it's like, it's sad because, like I said, like, my name, um, Ashanti, comes from Africa, but people in America are like, like the singer? I'm like, no, idiot, no. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just, it's just really annoying. First of all, when I was born, she wasn't even out in the industry during that time. So, no, like, that's just, I'm like, no, man, like, it's just really sad. And, but I think one time in ninth grade, we touched a little basis on um, the African culture for Nashanti tribe. People were like, that's your name. Oh, like the spider, the, um, what's the name of that spider that the Nashanti tribe, it's a folklore that the Nashanti tribe, um, talks about i forgot his, the spider name but i remember my teacher was reading that in class and everyone looked at me like did you make this book i was like no I didn't. <laughs> but you know so that was the only piece of like african culture i got when i was you know growing up but other than that everyone just was like are you like your parents like ashanti i was like no like what? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's it, it, it's frustrating but like i said it, it's it's frustrating, but it's it's a challenge. It's like, okay, now you have a challenge. You have, you know, uh, the one thing that I love that a lot of people picked up, um, and I guess this is something that, um, yeah, that a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, is this? And obviously I can't say if it is, but um, they picked up on certain characters' logos on their clothing. Yes, yes. Yep, and they noticed the way it looked, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, is that who I think it is?" <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so that's kind of the stuff that I do love. I love when people are able to tell, um, you know, tell some different things. Some of the names of the characters come from folklore in Africa. Like it comes mm-hmm. from that. And a lot of people ask me, you know, how do you get your names? And I'm just like, I do my research. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I do my research. Uh, they're, they're out there. And that's why now whenever I see like, like manga um, creators let's say oh we're going on break for research I was like what does that mean but now that I'm making my own I'm like ah they gotta research like <laughs> they need yes. more content to you know to go off of so someone going like hired for like two months I'm like I feel that <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot of stuff that goes into this stuff man like detail it's really detailed oriented even when I add like some easter eggs in it so it's like it's a lot that goes into it it's it's a fun process I've been having a lot of fun with it but your series, I, what I love about it is like it looks like it's animated <laughs> already. Like it just pops oh, up, you. it pops off the pages like so like beautifully. And I love your shading, like even with um, um the character right now as your profile pic. That I he's probably one of my favorites. He kind of gave Piccolo vibes, but <laughs> Cyrus, yeah, yeah, he's. he's... I, I'm I'm thinking that he's gonna be a favorite of a lot of people because <laughs> seems like he gets a lot of uh, likes. No, so. and, like you said, the eyebrows. Like obviously, that was like the number one thing that popped off the most to me. And I talked about a little bit about this in the um, documentary, but I was like, I love that because normally people are like. People don't really like thick eyebrows like that, especially like you know, like whatever. But seeing on characters and see how they're just like. What's good? I'm like, yo, I love that. I'm like, that's that's so cool. But what made you like pick that? Even though it's the besides the point that it stands out, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the eyebrows. Um, <laughs> so I guess I wanted something. I wanted something like Dragon Ball when I was going with the eyebrows, and you know, Dragon Ball has somewhat thick eyebrows. Their eyebrows are a little bit more um, accentuated uh, next to other anime. Um, and so I don't know. I think, I think I was just like I want to give my characters Drake eyebrows, like <laughs> just because, <laughs> just be just because. And I'm like, as long as the eyebrows weren't like too restricting on their emotions, which I was happy when I was doing it. I was like, okay, good. The eyebrows yeah. don't stand in the way of the characters emoting. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it just came from just trying to make something that stands out you know they have these eyebrows these thick eyebrows and um and they have these x's on their ears um <laughs> and so i was just trying to do different little things to kind of make it stand out so that when people look at it they're like oh yeah that's monarch so like as soon as you see the eyebrows and you see the x you're like yeah that's monarchs um what I I think I posted on my Instagram page, but you actually had like a little like like little animated clip with Jakari um talking and explaining monarchs and I was like, Oh, this is gonna take off once it gets fully animated and the voice actress, she did amazing. I instantly followed her because I love black voice actors. I always follow them immediately because I'm like, Yes. And she was just amazing. I was like, wow. Like, I didn't think it was a woman telling to go see me tagged. I was like, wow, that's now that's talent right there. So I, my other question is, like, are you going, when, you, when your series gets animated, did you want to work on it hands on yourself? Or did you have, like, certain companies in mind? Even though I know you're animators, so 
Um, I just want to know your thoughts on that. Like, what was your process with that? And when it comes to voice actors, like, did you want up and coming voice actors like the ones you chose or well known ones who are like in the industry today, like Chris Summer, Phil Lamar, all that fun stuff? So, <laughs> um, I, I guess I'll start with the series and then I'll do the voice actors. So, um, yeah, I, I think I have a couple studios in mind. Um, one of them, and I don't know if this would ever happen. Um, I don't know if you followed the line animation. The Hawaii? Uh, the, the line. The line? No, I do not. I'm going to now. Yeah, they have. Um, so I saw this animated, and they have a ton of dope stuff. But um, I saw the, the Mighty, I think it's called the Mighty Python, which it was this, it was like this island. Well, they, this worked on, they worked on the League of Legends. I'm sorry. The League of Legends. Uh, yeah, game. that's them. Yeah. That's the okay. And so they did a little short. Um, I think it was called. I think it was called the Mighty Python, where it's like this robot, and then this this um, this little black island girl, and the animation was just freaking amazing. Like blew me away, and I'm like, oh yes, please. Like <laughs> if I could get them, if I could get them to animate model, it's it's a wrap. Like this is who I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but but them. Um, you know, there's a I, I, I would definitely love their the animation studio that's in Japan. I can't for the life of me remember the name now. But the uh, black animation studio that's in Japan oh, that yep. Noir is working with. Um, I would love to have them on it. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of different companies that that I would love to to kind of get on on Monarchs. And as far as my participation, um, I don't know how much Toriyama had when he did Dragon Ball. I don't know. I think he just kind of provided notes and just kept yeah. working on the manga. Um, so that's probably what I do. I would just keep working and and, uh, and let them do them and kind of just give notes and stuff like that. Um, but as far as the voice actors and actors, yeah, I, I would definitely want to have um, up-and-coming people um, just because the one thing that I don't want to do is I don't want to tie my characters to a famous person because mm-hmm. all they're going to hear is that famous person. But for Cyrus, the one actor, and, and I always forget his name, but the brother from How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, he was in Harry Potter, right? The tall, he was tall. No, 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 no. The, the, uh, the, the, the uh, Nate, the guy who plays Nate, who is the uh, the police off, uh, the the FBI, or he's a, a federal um, investigator, or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Billy Brown. Yes. Because he's actually he's actually voiced different characters in um, I think he did a voice for a character in um, was it the the Suicide Squad animation? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and when I heard when I hear his voice and how to get away with murder, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's gotta be Cyrus. <laughs> that's, that's I'm sorry. I love. I love. Uh, I did not even know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Like he he's Ooh, I don't like know why. I don't know why, but his voice like 
just fits <laughs> fits him <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> but I like but that's that's good how you have, you know, you wanna you want to have up and coming, but then you have like one like celebrity type, you know, on there because I feel like that not I won't say evens out, but it, I think it kind of makes it to where it's like I don't know, it's like it's it's not too gimmicky because a lot, you know, a lot of cartoons have like all like TV stars, all you know, movie stars, celebrities on it. But like, I love when series have like up and coming voice actors. It was like here and there, some you know, well known um, like actors, what have you, in their series because it's it feels more authentic that way. So I'm glad okay. that that's the case for this. <laughs> Even though I feel like no one, who, anyone could voice a character, and I would still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's you know that's the one thing that I definitely want to do. And um, like like uh, Amy did an amazing job with Jakari. Like when I heard her, when I heard her demo of of him and Pepper, I was like, "Yo, <laughs> really?" <laughs> she is Jakari. Like <laughs> she is him now. <laughs> I'm like, dang, up. That's <laughs> that's actually blowing my mind right now. So yeah, stuff like that because there is so much talent with people who aren't, you know, given the chance. And and I'm not saying she wasn't given the chance, but there's so many dope, you know, voice actors out here and actresses who, you know, don't get that shot. And I don't know, maybe we can start something where we have a community of black voice actors, actors and actresses that go from black anime to black anime. Hey. <laughs> like the other you know but, no because a lot of voice dub voice actors um get a lot of slap and it irritates me because it's like boo boo they're there for a reason like you know this whole debate of sub over dub it's like at the end of the day you watch dragon ball z dubbed so i'm gonna need you to chill out like <laughs> most <laughs> of the first anime we watched were all in dub so yeah. what are you complaining for <laughs> like that's and that's that's my thing. And plus, there's a lot of talented um, dub voice actors out there, especially like black dub voice actors out there that are coming a lot in the industry, and I and I love it. I like I said um, when Rock Lock came out and Gabe Kuna yeah. played Rock Lock. Before I knew, I was like, no one was saying anything. I was like, who voices Rock Lock? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a Funimation. I was like, Funimation. I'm going to throw them hands if you don't tell me. And they retweeted my tweet, and they were like, it's Gabe Kuna. I was like, why did they retweet that tweet? <laughs> but yeah, stuff like that. Like, that's that's what I would love. I, I would love to have, like, voice actors like him and, and just, you know, people out here doing work to kind of, you know, come in. I, I don't need an A-list celebrity. Yeah. Because um, you're going to hear that A-list celebrity <laughs> in the character. Yeah. No, I... I feel, and I feel like some celebrities get kind of lazy with animation work, where it's like you, they kind of just talk in their regular voice, and it's like, mm, did you really Kevin try Hart. here? Kevin Hart, I I I love him, but call him out, call him out. And <laughs> he, I'm sorry, I y'all yeah. not gonna sit here and, and have. I mean, it's funny when he's playing the little bunny in that little pet movie. I I'll give him that. It's funny, but. Yeah, I, I, he has two, he has such a distinct voice. I don't want someone like that to be tied to a character. I totally agree. And it's like, like Chris Summer, sometimes you can kind of hear her voices, but for the majority of the time, 
you can't tell unless you're like focused you're like oh that's great summer but if you're just like just watching a series you're like you really can't tell like this this woman's amazing i love chris summer but it's like you just they put so much emphasis on their vocal cords like it's to where it's like they have to watch what they say and do and that that takes that's a art and so when I see some celebrities play certain voice actors just talking like in their like who they are, I'm like, did you even try? This is not like <laughs> you gotta be animated. Like I want my voice to be animated. You're not being animated right now. Like it's boring. <laughs> like yeah. You know. yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely gotta fit fit the style. <laughs> you gotta fit whatever you're whatever you're uh, talking over. But okay, so I have had a lot of fun with you today's podcast and normally when I end things off I always ask this question I know it's kind of old but you gotta do it what is your top five favorite anime (laughs) (laughs) top five favorite anime oh my people probably are gonna rake me over the coals for like the most generic (laughs) (laughs) no um so so funny enough my number one is Samurai Shampoo um I can watch that series over and over and over again and I don't know why but like I I get so much enjoyment. Um That's the soundtrack I, man. That soundtrack is just Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so- yeah, I, and and you know God rest uh you know Nujabe's soul but that that man created some beautiful music. Yeah. Um So yeah, that would probably be that would that would be my number one. Um, my number two would be, and I'm gonna be specific. It would be Dragon Ball. I like Dragon Ball Z. I like Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball to me was the best version of that series because it was hilarious. <laughs> Not a lot of people say that, and and we all know the scene where you know Goku realizes that. <laughs> Boma, you know, it's a girl. Like I've seen this ugly resurfacing on social media. So I would totally agree. Like Goku was wilding out when he was a kid. So I totally understand. Yeah. So um so Dragon Ball. Um I'm kind of between um these two and again people are probably gonna but I found interest in that Akame Kill <laughs> series. Ooh. That was interesting. A comic got killed gave my blood pressure just spikes. I but I love that because like you you love the character. So to see them yeah. all just get body like that, it just dissed to my spirit. And I was yeah, like, they, they, I did, just they didn't care. Spirit. They didn't care who they killed. And <laughs> I, I I appreciate that because I'm like, okay, thank God that you're not just saving right. characters and bringing them back for no reason like a lot of things do um so so yeah so it, it's between that and kill a kill I, I i did i enjoy that um so i guess that'd be actually no sorry let me move that to number four number okay. three is death note Ooh. i i love death note and i hated that netflix thing i i oh, oh. what they did you don't um, you don't talk about that <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball Z one? No, nope. No. <laughs> Avatar? Nope. Those are through. Nope. We don't talk about those series. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, Avatar obviously is my 
most favorite series of all time. But yes, they I don't know what they were thinking with that uh, that movie. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, Death Note. I, I just I, I don't know. Like I heard and, and I didn't watch Death Note like when it first was originally you know aired and all that when it was coming out. Um, I watched it like way later, so I was late. Mm-hmm. But like, cause I kept hearing about it, and I kept hearing people talk about it, and talk about how good it was, and talk about how smart it was. Yeah. And and so when I finally watched it, I was like, "Yo," <laughs> I was like, "This is some crazy stuff." Like, just um, like, how is Elgin get on this one? And then they they do it, and I'm like, "Well, there you go." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "There you go." <laughs> yeah, and and well, it, out of the movie, even though. L kind of wasn't how he how he was in the anime full stop. I did like your boy playing as yes. L. Yes. Yes. But yes. I just like him as an actor. Yes. So. <laughs> that's the difference. People don't know the difference between that. And that's that's good that people know. Gotta know the difference. Cause that's yes. But ooh, that movie and I heard they're 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 making like they're making a Voltron live action. They're making like other live action animates. I'm like Stop making, it. Just stop. Another, they're making another Dragon Ball live action, I think. <laughs> yeah. When I saw that Dragon Ball Z movie, I was excited. My mom, she she rented it for me. I watched it. I was like, the whole time, I was like, that did not happen in anime. This is wrong. My mom's like, just shut up and enjoy it. I'm like, I can't because they're doing it wrong. Goku was never in high school. This is stupid. This man is white. Like, like pickle look crazy, boom glass not but like I was going in. I was like, I was so upset. I was like, this is not it. No. I was like, yeah, Master well, I was like, Master Roshi, what did y'all do to him? Y'all just gave him the little um the little shirt, but everything else is wrong. And then Chi Chi, how they had her like I just I hate when American people when American entertain people like like oh let's do this anime but let's throw in the typical high school trope like no like that's so old i hate that i hate yeah. that bro like no don't yeah. do that now we're tracking for this man yeah. never went to school in his life like no. no no not at all so um and then i would definitely say that my my fifth one so yeah my fourth was a comp it was between a comic kill and and kill a kill and then my fifth one I have to say, I, I freaking love My Hero Academia. So, yeah, I it's not my it's not up there, but um, yeah, just it, it's an amazing show. So, have you? Who's your favorite character from My Hero? My favorite character. Yes. So, I think my favorite character would have to be <laughs> my favorite character in the game is Dobby. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's Bundo right there. I love Dobby. Yeah. My favorite character in the game is Dobby. Um, but my favorite character in the anime, I, I'm sorry, I, I I love, I think I love more so the concept of All Might and what he what he represents. So again, I know people okay. are probably gonna be like, oh, of course you like him. <laughs> um, but like I I don't know, I just love the way that of what he represents. Yeah. And, what he represents in the superhero genre and kind of how, you know, he really had this, he kind of had this sad story <laughs> and yeah. he became this powerful person and gets hit and then is trying to keep this power up to keep this, you know, 
to keep this the charade up pretty much and and to give people hope and yeah i i just i don't know i, I really resonated with that so with dobby you're gonna be seeing more of him soon there's a lot of theories going on who who Dobby really is, so you may come to yeah. you know, like him further on the anime, but yeah, I, I the what most of the time in my hair was definitely on my. I just love how, like, like he is the symbol of peace, like, just his character and how he's just he puts yeah. people first, you know. And I even love how he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm a brawler because, like, Deku was talking about, he, he's using like different kind of like weapons to help him and support him, and almost like, yeah, I never really had support weapons, I'm kind of like a brawler, I just fight. And I love that because I was like, you do. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. just him. It's just him. And that's it. It's just strength. And I, yeah. And he just, he just has this, he has all this weight on his shoulders. And he's just like, you know, he's the number one hero. And, and I, I think what, I think what got me most is that there's just this, I mean, he didn't have like demons, but like there's that representation of, you know, your, that people put on, this face for mm-hmm. the world and you don't know what they're dealing with underneath and you know and it just that imagery especially after he defeated um, all for one and mm-hmm. you know him holding up his fist and then still kind of crippling <laughs> at the end <laughs> like I'm a big fan of that kind of symbolism and Im- imagery and stuff where it's like you don't say it you show it yes. so like when I see stuff like that like I, I lose my freaking mind Yes. Um, it's just brilliant storytelling. And it comes to no surprise that um, Horikoshi is a huge fan of DC and Marvel. Um, you yeah. see that his character is um, twice is after Deadpool. So yeah. that's another thing where it's like you you have a Japanese, um, you know, mangaka who loves American culture. So it's like it's it's on both sides. And I, I really do appreciate that. And you see that on his character. So. All Might's definitely a Superman type, kind of better, I feel like, because Superman can get kind of, you know, sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes, like, yeah. Except when he, except when he, when he turns, when he actually acts like a human being or acts like he has emotions and cares about things and, like. All the above. Yeah, <laughs> super, Injustice, I, 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 I like Injustice Superman, I'll just say that Yes, question. yes. Um, I got Injustice 2. I did like him in there. Um, I liked Supergirl in Injustice 2. I loved playing as her. Um, she was just, because she's, um, they said she's strong in Superman. Um, but I just like, she's just, I think she's more grounded sometimes. Whereas Superman, he just like, I don't know, he's just so OP where it's like, I don't play you. Like, you're boring. Like, you're going to win every time. Like, you don't struggle. Like, it's just annoying. That's why I like the vigilantes and comics superheroes because they they put the they have to work for a lot of the stuff because they don't really have superpowers. Um, they're just more agile. And I feel it's more realistic. So, <laughs> well, uh, I think I think you guys will enjoy um, what I have in store for some of my more powerful characters in Monarchs because it's not it's it it's not what you think, and I think you'll see a lot of why I love All Might so much. In, in that when when we get there so something to think about there that's now that's how you end a podcast <laughs> <on a cliffhanger. laughs> but thank you so much Josh, for joining um the podcast today I had a lot of fun um thank you. love your series um did you want to say any last words for listening out there where they come and follow you or any kind of new things you're working on 
Um, yeah, if you want to follow me, um, you can follow uh, at Monarchs Comics on um, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. Uh, I don't really have a huge following on Twitter. Um, don't post that much there, but I need to get better with that. Um, you can also go to monarchscomic.com and um, there you can read the comic. Um, you know, you can purchase the comic if you want to purchase it. And um, pretty much to these young artists, you know, just keep creating. Um, we're, we're in a very, with this coronavirus thing happening right now, we're in a very, we're in a very weird time, but we're also in a very uh, time driven with opportunity because Hollywood is struggling right now. And I think when this is all over, there's going to be a lot of chance for, you know, new series to pop up and they're going to be looking for stuff. So keep creating and, and, you know, keep researching, you know, don't stop. I love it. I love it. Like everything shut down y'all because like they're not creating anything. So if you have something done and they see it, like they're going to put that in. So I totally agree with that. <laughs> but Thank you again for joining. Thank you again for joining, guys. I um, hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. And remember to always stay spicy. And I'll catch y'all in the next episode.